Let's just take it from the top. You are listening to Night Vision. Hello and welcome to Night Vision, a multi-platform audio magazine presented by the Indiana State Council of the Knights of Columbus, designed to enrich, enlighten, educate, and entertain. Merry Christmas and welcome to this holiday edition of Night Vision. The holiday season is a time of reflection when we look fondly on the memories of the past to bring us warmth and comfort. We also share our hopes for the future. Throughout this episode, Night Vision looks back over the years and revisits the hope-filled thoughts and prayers of our bishops. Plus, some fresh insight from Bishop Kevin Rhodes from the Diocese of Fort Wayne South Bend, as well as Bishop Joseph Siegel of the Diocese of Evansville. Plus, some advice from a popular pint-sized peanut on how to survive all the holiday headaches. And it all starts right now. First, you know him as the face of NBC's Dateline. Let's listen in as Keith Morrison lends his iconic voice to a Christmas classic. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter. I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew in a flash and tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of new-fallen snow, gave the luster of midday to objects below. And what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted, called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the housetop his coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was all dressed in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked just like a peddler opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round little belly that 
shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all, good night. And now, some much-needed holiday messages of hope and reassurance from our bishops. Dear sisters and brothers in Christ, this is Archbishop Thompson of Indianapolis. Christ's greetings of good tidings and joy, celebrating the incarnation of God becoming man in the person of Jesus Christ, whatever one's plight in life is a cause to rejoice. Our Savior was born into earthly poverty that we might reap the heavenly riches of eternal life. There has been much weighing upon the spirit of humanity during this last year. We continue striving to overcome the struggles of COVID amid an increase in violence, mental health issues, ever-increasing polarization, humanitarian concerns, impact of natural disasters, and social unrest throughout our country as well as the world. Many are still struggling with health, economic, housing, and justice issues. Underlying all these issues and concerns, is our need for meaning, purpose, and belonging. Christmas reminds us that our deepest hungers, thirst, desires, and needs are ultimately satisfied by divine grace, mercy, and love. The celebration of Christmas marks how God provides for humanity, what is beyond that which can be met by the world. After all, it is the Creator, rather than created beings or things, that makes salvation possible for us. The Christmas event, the birth of Jesus Christ, involves nothing less than the supremely divine being of all creation breaking into the human condition in a way that exceeded human imagination and invention. In the person of Jesus Christ, God became one like us in all things but sin. He came to us so that nothing could prevent us from being reconciled to him and one another. And so regardless of whatever challenges or hardships we may be facing, every man, woman, and child has cause to rejoice in Jesus Christ. In him, love prevails over hate, hope springs eternal, and faith does not disappoint. I pray that each and every soul may experience the peace and tenderness of divine mercy in celebrating the birthday of our Savior, Jesus Christ, keeping in mind that the best is still yet to come. Blessed Christmas. And now the Most Reverend Bishop Kevin Rhodes. 
Greetings to all my brother knights in the state of Indiana during this holy season of Advent as we prepare to celebrate the great feast of the Nativity of the Lord, the feast that we call in English Christmas, literally Christ's Mass. I think of this especially as we are in the midst of the Eucharistic revival here in the United States. Of course, the Mass is at the very heart of the Christian celebration of Christmas, Christ's Mass. In early Christian art, the manger was often depicted as a kind of altar. St. Augustine and other fathers of the church pointed out that the manger was the place where animals found their food. And they noted that Jesus called himself the true bread come down from heaven. So, my brothers, it wasn't just a coincidence that the Son of God was born in a manger, a feeding trough. Early Christians saw the connection between the manger and the altar, the table of the Lord, where we are fed with his body and blood. It's also important to note that the name of the little town, the city of David, where Jesus was born, is Bethlehem, which literally means house of bread. Every Catholic church or chapel is a little Bethlehem, where God descends from heaven to the altar, where the body born of Mary and laid in the manger, the body broken on the cross, raised from the dead and glorified in heaven, becomes present under the appearances of bread and wine. Brother Knights, I'm so grateful for all you are doing to participate in and to promote our National Eucharistic Revival, especially the National Eucharistic Congress that will take place right here in our state of Indiana, in Indianapolis, this coming July. I'm I'm grateful for all you do to promote the Congress and for all the help that you are giving as volunteers for the National Eucharistic Congress. But as we approach Christmas, it's good to appreciate the Eucharistic meaning within the details of the Nativity, the connection between the mystery of Christmas and the mystery of the Eucharist. He who humbled himself in assuming our human nature humbles himself when he becomes present under the simple signs of bread and wine. In the manger and on the altar, we behold the humility of God. And as the shepherds adored Jesus in the manger, we adore Jesus on the altar and in the tabernacle. It is to him alone that we genuflect. It is God alone whom we worship and adore. I pray that all of you and your families will have a very blessed and joyful Christmas on the holy night in which our Savior was born. The shepherds adored our Lord in the manger, and adoration of the child Jesus becomes Eucharistic adoration. I pray that this Christmas will be a time of great spiritual fruits in all of your lives, and may Jesus, the Son of Man, who humbly assumed our human nature, took flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. May he bless all of you. And may Mary, our mother, and St. Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus, intercede for all of you. God bless you. This is Bishop Joseph Siegel of the Diocese of Evansville. On Christmas, the ancient promises are fulfilled. The time of waiting ends, and the Virgin gives birth to the Savior. Jesus is born for humanity searching for freedom, truth, and peace. He is born for everyone burdened by sin, in need of salvation, and yearning for hope. The holy night in Bethlehem, 
when in the silence of obscurity and poverty Christ was born, has ushered in a new day, filled with the light of an undying hope that dispels the darkness imposed on human hearts by fear, despair, and death itself. Over the millennia, including our own, people have cried out, Come, Lord, save us. God has heard, and he answers with one word, his eternal word. This word, spoken at the beginning of time, brought about the creation of all things, visible and invisible. Now this word, this last word, spoken in time, has taken on our mortal flesh, so that in him, and with him, and through him, all glory and honor may be given once again to his eternal Father. Yes, the word of God's love for his creation has entered into the creature's time and space. Emmanuel, God with us, is born. In the Nativity story in the Gospel of Matthew, the angel tells the shepherds, You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. They say that a picture speaks a thousand words. And so on Christmas, our attention is drawn to the creche. In countless churches around the world, from great basilicas to humble rural chapels, a crash enhances those sacred spaces. The crash or nativity scene, introduced into Catholic popular piety by St. Francis of Assisi, is the iconic representation of the mystery of Christmas. Icons in church art are written in such a way as to speak the word of God through the signs and symbols represented in the icon. We are invited to contemplate this icon of Christmas. We see the animals, the poor shepherds. We see the mother who's just given birth. We see the awestruck yet protective Joseph. And we see the infant, placed in a feed box, a manger. Who could imagine that this little baby is the son of the Most High? Only his mother does. She knows the truth and guards the mystery, prayerfully reflecting on it in her heart. The Christmas feast invites each of us to join in her gaze, to look on this Christ child through her eyes through those eyes of simple and unwavering faith, and so recognize in this child the human face of God. Gazing on the Christ child through the eyes of Mary, the first disciple, makes Christmas a real school of faith and life, a training ground for us, in turn, to assume the risks and the joys of discipleship, to become like Mary, who was blessed because she heard the word and obeyed it. In this school of faith and life, which is Christmas, we too, with the Virgin Mother, learn the truth, and become guardians of the mystery. We too are called to go forth and to live and proclaim this mystery. God has kept his promise. God has spoken. He has given us his word. And his word is our peace. His word is our hope. His word is mercy. His word is Jesus. It is my prayer for you on this Christmas that the very love of God come down to earth and born of the Blessed Virgin Mary may always be in your hearts and in your homes keeping you in his care on this holy day and throughout the new year. Christmas blessings to you and to those you love. This is Bishop Robert McClory of the Diocese of Gary here in Northwest Indiana. During the Advent and Christmas season, we often reflect on the following beautiful passage from the Gospel of Matthew. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with 
us. The entire liturgical season is one in which we prayerfully anticipate once again the gift of Jesus. We identify with generations of old in longing for the Messiah. As we remember the historical event of the birth of Jesus, this is also a season to remind ourselves that Jesus continues to give himself to us every day. What is the primary expression of this gift today? The Eucharist. The Second Vatican Council describes the Eucharist as the source and summit of the Christian life. In the Holy Eucharist, we experience in our day that God is with us in the body and blood of Jesus. Especially as we continue to navigate our way through and beyond COVID-19, all of us need to reflect more deeply on the beautiful gift of the Eucharist. Sadly, since the onset of the pandemic, many members of the faithful have not returned to fully participate in the Mass and have strayed away from the gift of the Eucharist. While there are legitimate reasons for not receiving the Eucharist, this trend may reflect that some people have simply decided that the Eucharist is not particularly important in their lives. When you stray from doing something healthy, like exercising or eating a healthy diet, it can be difficult to get back into the swing of things. Receiving the gift of Jesus through the sacrament of Holy Communion is so much more than a good habit. The saving grace of the Eucharist is transformational. Advent is a great season to renew our hearts and return to the Lord, return to the Mass, return to the Eucharist. Advent is also a penitential season. It's a season in which we seek the mercy of the Lord more deeply. God loves you. Jesus wants to help you live a new life. As we continue to prepare for the gift of the Savior, let us act upon the call of John the Baptist to change the way we're living. What's keeping you stuck in your old ways? A great way to enter into Advent is to resolve to receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Opening ourselves to the Sacrament of Mercy is great preparation to receive the Lord in the Holy Eucharist. Christians have always believed that we should be penitent and prepared to receive the Holy Eucharist. We hear in the Gospel of Matthew, If you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first, and be reconciled with your brother, and then come offer your gift. God prepared the world from ancient times for this moment that we prepare to celebrate. In the birth of Jesus, we know that God is with us. In the Eucharist, the gift of Jesus continues to be given. Let's prepare ourselves during this Advent season to celebrate with the people of old that the Messiah has come and is coming again. Let's prepare ourselves right now to appreciate and receive the Holy Eucharist in which we say, Amen, with joyful hearts that God is with us. This is Bishop Robert McClory signing off. 
and asking God to bless you as you anticipate the celebration of our Lord's birth and the precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Bishop Tim Doherty in Lafayette, Indiana, wishing everyone Happy Christmas. That expression, Happy Christmas, is something you hear in England, and I heard it in my first Christmas as a seminarian. I traveled with a group on really cheap air tickets to get up to London um, to see the sights, and it was absolutely wonderful. Years later, um, that trip helped me to understand a story that I had heard, a Christmas story, about the National Gallery in London that ran a show every fall of Christmas paintings, that is, pictures and paintings of the nativity of Jesus. And as the story goes, a, a group of children were brought on a tour through the gallery to look at various paintings done over various centuries of the nativity scene. And the person making the explanation of the paintings is called a docent. This person guides groups and gives a little art history. Well, after about the 12th painting of the Nativity, a little boy asked the docent, could you please tell me why in every one of those pictures the baby is a boy? Uh, this tells us something about what we need in terms of catechizing people and spreading the good news and, and to tell them what Christmas is really about. And more than that, who Christmas is all about. So yes, there's a reason why the baby in all those pictures is a boy. It's Jesus, if you haven't guessed by now. Um, it's a wonderful time of year. It's a very important feast day for us. And there are some things that we don't often think about as we celebrate the incarnation of Christ. One of them is that it was a great shock to people that God would have come in human form, much less as a baby. In the ancient world, as we're finding today in some places, people believe that who a human being really is, is a spirit, and that the body is just kind of a vessel or a taxi cab that carries us around while we're alive. And actually, part of the revelation of the Son of God becoming man is that this body is more than a vehicle. It's a part of who we are, part of our personality, and a created part of us, body and soul, that's called uh, to God's service, to call to love, to be, uh, to be God's love for other people, uh, and to eventually, our prayer is, uh, to enter heaven uh, and to rise body and soul in that glorified way. We don't exactly know what that will be. So it's not accidental that Jesus um, is a physical human being uh, as we celebrate. Another thing that's probably become more apparent to a lot of you, especially if you have children, is that we become more human when we have children. Um, you know, we relate to the world in a whole different way. And it's shocking of how much children uh, change our appreciation for physical existence. It's a, a kind of amazing how, if we're still talking to our parents, how it changes our relationship with the people who are the grandparents of these children. Uh, so Christmas is precious to us because it's a concentration, yes, on the birth of Jesus, but it's also a time to reflect on the importance of our very human existence uh, and the fact that God can speak through an individual. And this is another piece of our revelation. We're looking at a... Um, 
a belief and an understanding that individuals are important. Individuals have dignity. And there are presently in the world ongoing political philosophies that say, no, you're only important because you're part of a, of a large national group. This was part of the problem with the dawn of fascism and communism, the belief that individuals were kind of secondary. The really living creature was the whole population as a whole. That may be more than you wanted to know about Christmas, but it, it is, um, it's an important event. It has deep meaning. It's kind of subversive when you compare our belief about Christ and the dignity of individual human beings with how individuals are being treated in our culture and some other cultures. So it's important. Um, and because we believe individuals have this dignity, we look also uh, to honor them by honoring their intellect and their free will. Uh, it's important for us to understand that with this great gift of life comes some responsibilities, but also some tools that we can use to participate uh, in the building up of our human society, our families, our schools, our work, whatever. So this, this may seem like a deep drive for Christmas, but at the same time, um, it kind of sends the message that Christmas isn't just for children. It's for us to reflect on our human nature and on who God calls us to be and to be able to look at each other and other people's children with a very profound respect and I would hope a great joy um, because there's a great promise in each new young life and we really celebrate that at Christmas. I wish God's choicest blessings for you as you proceed to celebrate with you and yours in the coming days. God bless you all. Higher gas prices, supply chain backups, and inflation. Does it all have you wondering, Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Well, you're not alone. So, as all of us here at Night Vision wish you and your families a safe, happy, and holy Christmas season, we leave you with this nostalgic, heartfelt Christmas reflection. Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.
Night Vision is a presentation of the Indiana State Council of the Knights of Columbus and Catholic Radio Indy. Night Vision is produced by Z Media Studios in South Bend, Indiana.